Good evening, or at whatever time you might be listening. Do you have your Bible ready? Please open to Colossians chapter 3. Paul was writing to the Christians in Colossae, and making certain they understood they were now committed to changed lives. When you are baptized into Christ, that act of faith has in it your personal commitment to live a new life. You apply yourself to the challenge to carefully avoid the sin that provokes God to wrath that you may have lived in before your obedience to the gospel. Paul is stressing that in Colossians 3, 5 through 10, where he says, Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these you too once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them all away, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. So whatever I did before I was baptized, there must be a steadfast intention to not let those attitudes and behaviors back into my life. Sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, covetousness. Paul reminds us, on account of these, the wrath of God is coming And he says, even though you may have walked in these things before, you must put them all away when the temptation returns. And then he continues the list, anger, wrath, malice, slander, obscene talk from your mouth. Well, you get the idea. It is not complicated. This is about our steadfast intention to not let those attitudes and behaviors back into our lives after we've been baptized into Christ. And here in this paragraph, I'm sure you've noticed before in verse 9, three simple words. Do not lie. This is perfectly uncomplicated. Three simple words. Do not lie. One of the easiest sins to commit All it takes is a careless attitude and a loose tongue and an impulsive moment. You don't have to be rich, have a lengthy academic resume, or be violent. It is easy to lie. Maybe you have seen some of the studies and surveys I've seen indicating that dishonesty continues to be a widespread issue in the human race. Several years ago, I read a book that was called The Day America Told the Truth, written by Peter Kim and James Patterson. It revealed extensive research and interviews, and one distressing conclusion was, of 2,000 Americans questioned, 91% admitted they lie on a regular basis. Now, I don't take surveys and research as gospel. I read them with assumptions of error and margins of error. 
But there is so much evidence that accompanies the typical research results that lying is common. I imagine each one of us could testify of experiences where we've had people who are dishonest lie to us. It may also be true. We would have to confess our own failures in this regard. Maybe we have our little white lies to avoid conflict or hassle. We may withhold necessary truth. It could be when filling out the tax form or applying for a job, there is some temptation there. Maybe you have resisted that temptation, but you had that thought about how easy it is. So this sermon is about being simple and clear from God's word on this subject. Four reasons to always tell the truth. Four reasons to always tell the truth. The first three are very practical, and the fourth reason so important it could stand alone. Are you ready? Four reasons to always tell the truth. Number one, lying can send you to hell. Now, I know when preachers say things like that, I know that in our time, when preachers bring this up to many people, it immediately seems harsh or impolite or out of fashion. What needs to be understood is preachers have no authority to decide if something is harsh or mild. If God has said it, we pass that on. Our specific job is to tell you what the Bible says. Well, take a moment here and open your Bible, please, to Revelation 22, 14, and 15. Revelation 22, 14, and 15. John speaks of how everybody will arrive at either of two possible destinies. Revelation 22, 14 and 15. Blessed are those who wash their robes so that they may have the right to the tree of life and that they may enter the city by the gates. Outside are the dogs and sorcerers and the sexually immoral and murderers and idolaters and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. If you don't tell the truth, if you love and practice falsehood, this is what God wants me to read to you from his word. I don't get to change it or tone it down or spin it some other way. My job as a preacher is to report it just as God's word says. Lying can send you to hell. Earlier in Revelation 21.5, it says, but as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for murderers, the sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. So here is a reason to be seriously considered as a motive to always tell the truth. Lying can send us to hell. Number two, lying associates you with Satan. 
Let me ask, would you wear a sign or a badge saying, I'm a child of Satan. I'm doing what Satan does. We wouldn't wear that sign or badge. In fact, we may tell people we are Christians. We are children of God. When we lie, we betray that claim. Jesus said when speaking to people who were associated with Satan, you are of your father, the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires, John 8.44. Jesus went on to explain that, John 8.44. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Confirmation of this is given early in the Bible, back in Genesis 3 and verse 4, where the devil lied to Eve. Now, if you are opposed to Satan, if you want to disassociate yourself from him, have no fellowship with him, Make certain your commitment to absolute honesty is in place. When we lie, we act in the character of the old enemy, Satan. Ezekiel Hopkins said, Every lie you tell, consider that the devil sets upon your tongue, breathes falsehood into your heart, and forms your words and accepts your deceit. Number three, lying doesn't edify. Lying doesn't edify. Let me tell you this. It is such a good practice, a good discipline, if we could not let anything come out of our mouths without first making certain it is valuable. It's edifying. It is true. I'm looking at Ephesians 4, verse 29. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. That is a huge challenge. It is doable for those who live by faith in Christ, but it is challenging, perhaps harder for some than for others. No corrupt communication out of your mouth or from your pen or keyboard or touchpad, but only what is good. See, lies do not edify. They have no permanent value for anyone. Uh, There is something profoundly reassuring to have family members and friends and church members you know you can depend upon to tell you the truth. God forbid that we should ever want to surround ourselves with liars. I want people in my life who can build me up, who tell me the truth, like Paul, who said, writing to the Corinthians in 2 Corinthians 8.21, It is our aim to do what is honorable in the Lord's sight and in the sight of man. These are reasons to tell the truth. Lying can send you to hell. Lying associates you with Satan, not God. Lying doesn't edify, has no permanent value, generates a lack of trust. 
If there were only these three reasons to always tell the truth, the sermon could be concluded right here. But there's number four, and it is premium. Number four, telling the truth pleases God. Telling the truth pleases God. I will ask you now to open to Psalms 15. Psalms chapter 15. Lord, who may dwell in your sacred tent? Who may live on your holy mountain? The one whose walk is blameless, who does what is righteous, who speaks the truth from their heart, whose tongue utters no slander, who does no wrong to a neighbor, who casts no slur on others, who despises a vile person and honors those who fear the Lord, who keeps an oath even when it hurts and does not change their mind, who lends money to the poor without interest, who does not accept a bribe against the innocent. Whoever does these things will never be shaken. Do you want to please God? Sometimes I think people want to please God if it is convenient, as long as there's no hardship, conflict, or disadvantage, if it's easy. But I want to talk about wholehearted, intentional desire to please God in all that you think and say and do, no matter how hard it might be. Is that what you want? This Hebrew poem captures the integrity, the honesty, the character of the one who pleases God. And you didn't miss it. You didn't hear it wrong. God is pleased when we speak the truth. And the one who fears God will live by that commitment. Proverbs 12:22 says, Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but those who act faithfully are his delight. To keep your heart right, to be a faithful disciple of Christ, tell the truth. That pleases God. God cannot lie, and he expects his people to always tell the truth. I think we need to talk about social media. I do not think Christians are sitting at their keyboards or their phones determined and intentional to tell lies. Christians I know locally and everywhere else have no such intention, but through careless impulse and passion, we can put something out on social media that we haven't checked, and it turns out to be a lie. Are we not accountable for that which we publish or share. The habit we all see over and over is something pops up that seems to fit your personal political leaning. It seems at first to confirm what you've been trying to tell people for a long time, and so quickly, without any sourcing, you put it out there, and it turns out to be a lie. At that point, how do you get it back? And how do you change the perception people have that you have lied, that you cannot be trusted, 
that you are sloppy in your research. I've seen Christians post on social media various statements or links they have not sourced, no time spent checking to see if this is true. And when they post it, the first few lines are, well, I don't know if this is true or not, but now what impression does that leave? We are the people who say, check your Bible. Make sure it is scriptural. Make sure it is true. We have been vocal that truth is important. I don't think Christians intend to lie, but through impulse, political passion, and carelessness, statements, quotations, and pictures and links are shared that turn out to be false. So I'm back to Proverbs 12 and verse 22. Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but those who act faithfully are his delight. Lying lips and lying keyboards. We can do better. I want you to listen to the Apostle Paul as we close. Colossians 3, 5 through 10. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these you too once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them all away, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. The good news is, Because of what Christ endured in his suffering and death, being raised from the dead, you and I can be forgiven. We can repent, we can start over, we can give up lying, we can be careful and embrace the promise of gracious forgiveness from God. Thank you for listening.